subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome everybody back to Albuquerque and the Ninja Selling Podcast. Garrett and Matt are still here. What a great time this has been. I know we said that last time. I know you're listening to this days apart from one another. We are recording these back to back. We're not still in Albuquerque. We're still here, but we have a good topic today because we've been we have been talking because we had some drive time together and stuff. Very rarely do Garrett and I ever get time together where we're not in like a podcast scenario or something where we're doing that stuff. So we got we got some car ride time to just really think about like, okay, what are good podcast topics? What are people going through? And so we have a good topic coming up for you today to get you through the holidays and everything. But before we do that, as usual, our Ninja Selling Podcast group on Facebook. If you're not in there, man, whew, FOMO for sure. So head over to facebook.com slash group slash the Ninja Selling Podcast and join us there. And if you want to learn more about Ninja Selling, because I know a lot of you find this podcast and you're like, hey, what is Ninja Selling? You haven't maybe been fully introduced to it yet. Head over to ninjaselling.com to learn more about that, learn more about coaching, installations, and even head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of the Ninja Selling book if you have not already. It's also on Audible. For those of you who like to listen, it's a great way to learn everything you need to know about what Ninja Selling is about, what the systems are, and how to run those systems. And then you know we're here to help you get to the next level, which is great. Good both so will narrate the book. Actually, if you do both, get the hard copy in the back in the appendices is the buyer process, the seller process, all this stuff. Like It literally has everything you need to run your business. The pre-listing interview, it's there. So when people are like, where do I find this? It's in the book. It's in the book. Just grab it. So anyway, our topic today, Garrett, this is a good one. Tuning yourself for optimal performance, which is always fun to talk about in the November, December timeframe as the holidays are here, there's parties. Right where we're developing the worst habits ever. Yeah, we're going into the winter. It's like, oh, I got to put on my winter layer. It's like, yeah, it's called a coat is probably the best way to do it. Wait, we're going out again? We just went out for the last five nights in a row. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously, for those of you who have been longtime listeners know that this is kind of a passion of mine. I'm not always the best at it myself. So this is kind of going to be good therapy for me as well, heading into these holiday seasons. But, you know, Garrett, we think about business and how we are taking care of ourselves and they're correlated. I mean, you see a difference in your agents that you work with who take care of their health. That's physical and mental, take care of their relationships and things. And they're tuning themselves on their personal side, which helps them perform better in the business side, right? Anytime something is out of whack in somebody's world and their space, whether it's their health, whether it's relationships, whether it's financial, whether it's anything, anything you want to fill into the gaps there, what you end up with is somebody that is not able to operate at peak performance. There are things holding them back from being the best they can possibly be. And you know, during these times, as we're talking about the holidays here coming up, there are a lot of factors that start to come into play where the world is a fun place. Let's just start there. There's fun things to do. There's fun people to go hang around. There's great activities that are going on. And some of these activities, although fun, if done in in reckless abandon, which sometimes can happen during the holidays, can start to take a toll on you. And I think it's really good to, one, be aware. And second, Matt, I'm hoping we can talk today about some, you know, just ways to keep yourself kind of in check, be aware of what's going on so that it's not you crossing into the danger zone where you're like, oh my gosh, like I need to slow down for a second. You can be at 
hopefully optimum performance all the way through these great times. Well, you know, you think about how long this period of the calendar year lasts and it's like a good two months. I feel like this whole thing starts with the Halloween parties and then just goes all the way through New Year. Two months out of the year, if we're not focused in those two months, and I'm not saying you shouldn't go out and have fun. You should, right? You should do the things that make you happy. But if you are taking it to this extra level, like, no wonder when it's like, oh, January and February, like, man, it's taking me so long to get back to where I was. Well, because you spent two whole months, maybe going in a direction that you didn't want to go. Two great months. We can talk about that too, because you can still have fun and keep your health, your physical and mental health in great position. Let's start with a simple one here, not the normal one that we would think of as bad habits. But I find during these holidays, during these times, sleep. Yeah. I find sleep is probably the easiest one that gets neglected because we're just going, going, going. We're staying up late, socializing, getting up early. I got to buy Christmas presents for my kids. Like, oh my goodness, I've got to wrap them now. And somebody with a lack of sleep, my daughter and I were talking about this the other day. We were driving a car somewhere and she was just pushing herself kind of to the limits. And she said, man, she says, being tired and driving a car, she goes, is a dangerous thing. Oh, yeah. And they've done studies on it. Uh, Mythbusters did a whole study on it where they actually had people go drink. And then they also had people who were just tired and put them into a closed course to see how they did. And the people that actually, and I'm not encouraging this, please don't take me the wrong way. But the people that were actually sleep deprived performed worse than the people that had had a couple of drinks. And you know, we don't realize what a toll that takes on our body, what that toll it takes on our mental capacity. And we just wonder why we're just kind of like not able to get everything done. In the book, Effortless, and the author's not coming to my head right now, but in the book, Effortless and Essentialism, that's the author of both those books. He talks specifically about the power of sleep. Come on, Matt, help me out. Greg McEwen. I was going to say Mark McGowan and <laughs> Greg McEwen is actually so good thing we have a copy of the book right here. <laughs> Matt just goes and grabs the book. It's actually the book Essentialism where he talks about the power of sleep. And you know, we don't realize it until we're kind of in a rut and we wonder what in the world's going on. And sometimes it's as easy as getting your sleep back in alignment. And this is one that you can just plan ahead on as you go through this next couple of months is making sure that this doesn't get out of whack. Sleep is so, so important. And I myself am a sleep-deprived human being. But man, you go to bed earlier than I do. Like when we go places, like when we were in Fort Collins here a while back, when we were here... You're the first one to be like, see you later. Well, yeah, I'm also operating on East Coast time when we're over here, which makes it even worse. I guess so. But you seem to be more in tune with it. I will push myself to exhaustion pretty fast. That's also party personality of mine where you are way more aware of it. But it's it's impressive how well you take care of your sleep, at least from my standpoint. The consistency of it, right? Because you have to factor in like, Sleep isn't necessarily something that you can make up. I mean, you can recover sleep dead in little ways, but if you're doing, you know, two, three, four hours of sleep a night, and then you're like, well, I'll sleep eight hours on the weekend, that'll make it up. That's not going to make it up. And for those of you who have young kids, you know, right? I mean, that's the reason why, particularly, I haven't been getting the best sleep over the past couple of years because we got little kids. We wake up in the middle of the night when they wake up. But let's look at this from the other angle. So you're talking about sleep deprived parents. Have you ever dealt with a sleep deprived child? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> well, this is the whole thing, right? You can still get through the day. But when you start doing this with your business too, right? If you're like, well, I'm going to go out and like, I'm just not going to get sleep or I'm going to stay up late and do extra work because I'm trying to get you know more people in in this. 
your performance the next day is going to be severely impacted, particularly if you're not getting the sleep that you're accustomed to. And everybody has different levels of sleep that they need. And I would recommend that you go and research that for yourself, whether that's using you know something like a whoop strap or doing a sleep study or just writing in a notebook, like how do you feel when you wake up and how many hours of sleep did you get? Because sleep is a powerful thing. And naps, I love naps. So if you can get some naps in, man, I don't get naps in, but I used to love naps. No naps. No naps. We're not recommending naps. Just get enough sleep. (laughs) (laughs) But so I'm glad you brought sleep up because I do think it is the most important thing because all the other factors that we can talk about here today, nutrition, hydration, alcohol, all impact sleep. Yes. That's a really good point. You're right. So if you're not getting enough sleep, definitely enough sleep. And the easiest way to do this is pick a bedtime. And that's why I'm always the first to go to bed when we're out and like, well, it's already a little bit past my bedtime. I just need to get to bed. I'm sure everybody's phone does this. It might just be my phone, but I love that my phone stops me and says, it's this time right now. You should probably be getting ready to go to bed. Yeah. Everybody can set their phone up for that. And I'll have nights where I'm kind of like going and doing some stuff and that pops up. It makes me just stop and remind myself like, If I want to be at as close as I can to peak performance tomorrow, I can make a choice right now whether I want to go to bed or I want to watch one more show. Yeah. Oh, man. And that one more show, well, I'll just do one more email. I'll do one more scroll through Instagram. All of that, that extra 30 minutes, that extra 60 minutes, that could be the difference maker between waking up feeling good and saying the right thing to a client tomorrow and not feeling the best thing and saying the wrong thing. And I don't mean like, obviously, I mean, little things, you know, like you said, the the people who are sleep deprived drove in a inferior manner. How do you think you operate your business? You can't drive a car. How do you respond to phone calls? How do you respond to stressful deals? How do you respond to negative information that maybe might be coming in? Do you handle it as like a, well, this is how we can turn it into a positive and work with it. Or do you get all bent and mad and frustrated you know, that sleep can allow you to take a totally different approach and to the situation that's in front of you. Well, so Garrett, hand in hand with sleep for me is nutrition because I've actually seen in some of the results from my whoop strap, like when I'm eating really, really well, sometimes if I don't get enough sleep, I can still get really good recovery because the nutrition has been on point. This time of year, nutrition is hard to stay on track with because there's all the events there's Thanksgiving. There's all these things where we get to just like... Just dip. Let's just say dip in general. All the different types of dip that you can dip a cracker into, that's the problem with nutrition during the holidays. And those little bites you don't pay attention to. It's like, oh, it's just this and that, just little things here and there. And all of a sudden, before you know it, you're over your calorie allotment. You're eating way more of the things that you don't want, highly processed type things. But if you don't have a nutrition plan for yourself, and I don't mean like a detailed thing, but like come up with a little set of rules for yourself over this time. Because I'm not saying don't eat the pie, because I will definitely be eating my fair share of pie over Thanksgiving. I guarantee that. But that doesn't mean you need to eat pie for the next week for breakfast with ice cream, because I've done that too. And let me tell you, the results the next week are not good. Depends on what you're shooting for. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. So be wary of the leftovers. Just give yourself simple rules. And if you need to move things out of the house, if the Halloween candy is still in your house now, I think this is live on November 7th or whatnot. So it's been a week. The Halloween candy, if it's still there and you're still eating it, find a place to donate it if you don't want it. I mean, if you want to eat it, that's up to you. But the added sugar 
it's not good for you. It's all the little things. And so, you know, I'm sitting here laughing as you're talking about the pie and stuff like that. And all I have is this picture of the artichoke jalapeno dip that Costco puts out that I would never buy because I can't handle it in my house. But my mother-in-law buys it and I eat the entire tub. <laughs> it's bro with Costco portions. You're like, uh, yeah, gosh, how much can you put on a chip? But like this is again, going through these holidays, going through these times, these are these little temptations that in quantities every once in a while is fine. But when you're going to party after party, gathering after gathering, event after event, and it's just like, oh, just have a little bit of this, have a little bit of this, like it's very quickly it adds up. And I mean, one is how you just, your appearance and you feel and that, but the other part is, is like, it definitely makes a difference in how your brain functions. Matt, it's been fun traveling with you over the last you know day and a half here because uh, Matt and I eat very similar but Matt brings snacks. It's one thing that I have done very well over the years. I did it better when I had kids traveling with me all the time as we always just like made sure there was a cooler, there were snacks in it. When I travel by myself, I don't take snacks. So it was great. Like even traveling with you, you like you had beef sticks, you have protein bars, you have all kinds of stuff that's on hand so you don't make bad decisions and you have something on hand because we did stop in gas stations on our, we drove for two and a half hours and it's easy to walk in there and pick up something that is not going to be the best for you compared to having something on hand that you know is going to make you feel good. You know, is going to bring you great energy and you can act like a normal human being. Yeah. And your cognitive performance, as you said, it impacts your brain is so important, which brings up hydration a bit too. Because even the slightest bit of dehydration drives yourself into a lesser cognitive performance and this is why a lot of people experience fatigue throughout the day. Well, if you're not drinking enough water throughout the day, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about alcohol in a second, water right now, you're going to degrade your performance, which is going to impact the way you show up for your clients. It's going to impact the way your business runs. It's going to impact your overall energy. And I've seen the transformation just simply from someone saying, okay, water is going to be my thing. I'm just going to start making sure I drink more water. And I've seen people go from like, I'm too tired to like make calls and do my hour power to I had a perfect ninja week because I made sure I had my water. Like literally that was the difference. I had one person come to me and say, the only difference I made was my water. And it was the difference between not showing up for certain time blocks and knocking everything out of the park that I wanted to this week. I've had it when I'm coaching long days specifically where I'll do back-to-back calls. Every once in a while, I'll plan a day where I'll have like seven calls back-to-back in a day with half an hour breaks. And I usually have a Nalgene that I carry with me at my desk and it's always, try to keep it always full. But there are days where I don't plan ahead. And it's an amazing thing because I'll watch myself. Doesn't take very long, but all of a sudden I have trouble finding words. All of a sudden I'll stumble through words. I'll slur words. They're just not coming out. My tongue feels like it's fat and I just can't quite get what I want to say out. And it's incredible because I can go fill up my Nalgene, sit down for a second, drink half of it take my time with it. And all of a sudden it's like, boom, you're back online. It's amazing how fast that lack of water, lack of hydration can really mess with you. But it's also pretty impressive about how fast you can turn it around. And sometimes I'll wonder, it's like, do I need to eat? Did I not get enough sleep? Did I not? You start like trying to go through all these pieces of what it is. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, it's just water. Just water. Yeah. I mean, for those of you who are like, oh, I got to get my coffee in the middle of the afternoon, try water first. You'll be shocked at the difference that that will make in your whole life. I used to be like afternoon coffee drink all the time. As soon as I replaced it with water, it changed everything. Everything. Man, so hydration. So we got sleep, 
nutrition, hydration. Here's a big one. It's kind of a, the fun one, but it's also the one that can be the most negatively impactful to your world. Alcohol. Yeah. It's alcohol is a, is a hell of a drug. <laughs> it's, it's fabulous consumed in the right ways responsibly. And again, it's one of those things. It's a reason that it is so powerful in our most, in most people's lives. Like it is, it is a part of everybody's lives for the most part. There's a lot of people out there that have made the choice not to have that in their life. And by the way, I totally commend you for doing that and making that choice. But for those of you that do indulge in it, like the holidays are a natural time. I'm not saying anything that nobody knows. And they're like, what? Oh, we need to like, uh, it makes a conversation easier. I, oh, I got to deal with Uncle Tom at Thanksgiving. I need to have, you know, a few shots before going in there and all that stuff. I mean, we've been there. For those of you who don't, that is awesome. That is actually the way to do it because alcohol, it's a poison. Alcohol is is literally poison. That's science. That's not me like There's lots of studies coming out now that if, if they had to go back and take all the different drugs out there and decide which ones they would let back into society and which ones they'd pull away, alcohol would not be on the list. Dr. Andrew Huberman, who I've talked about before in the podcast, he has his own podcast, Huberman Labs, and he did an episode on alcohol where it's if you go and find it and listen to it, you may not want to drink <laughs> again in terms of he talks about how one to two drinks a week can have a negative impact on your brain health. So this isn't just making sure that you guys aren't hung over the next day at your open houses. This is literally impacting your cognitive function over your lifetime. So if, if alcohol becomes more prevalent over these couple of months and you overdo it consistently, because there's also studies saying that there needs to be consistent elements of this for it to have significant impact. But holidays is where it gets consistent. It's like, well, we got two parties to attend this week. And now I feel like I need to have something the next day, Thursday night, maybe I'll sit down and have a little bit. These are the things that we need to watch out for because it impacts your brain health. It impacts your sleep. It impacts your physical health. There's so many things. We're saying this as we're about to go out and have a few beers ourselves too. I don't want you to think like we're all high and mighty on this actively, we are positively going to go out and have beers. We're not looking at this as like, I can't believe we're going to do this. We just planned. We're looking forward to it. Here's where I go with alcohol because I've severely cut down the amount of alcohol that I drink over the past couple of years, particularly after seeing alcohol's impact after COVID. The amount of alcohol consumption that went up in the past two years is staggering. And so a couple of rules that I made that I think are helpful, and this can help you throughout this time is have a time when you're like, okay, no more drinking past this time. Have a number of drinks that's your limit of drinks for that evening or that event. And if you can, just remove it from your house during this time if that's helpful for you. I have found for myself hydrating before I go to events, like really, really, really hydrating. So then when you're at the event, you're not drinking because you're thirsty. You're drinking because you actually are enjoying the taste of the drink is different. I know for myself, I consume a beer differently if I'm thirsty than if I am just enjoying a beer. And sometimes your brain doesn't understand the difference. It's, it's going, oh, I'm thirsty. I should be drinking more. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I've had too much to drink. That one. And then if you know you're going to go out and you're going to drink, having a glass of water in between the alcohol beverage that you're going to be drinking. Because again, the more full you are with liquids, you're less likely to overconsume the alcohol. And it also is just better. There's lots of studies that it just is better for your body to have more fresh liquid going through than the poison of alcohol going through your system. Yeah. One of the interesting things that came out of the Huberman podcast, Garrett, that I thought 
made a lot of sense and was like, okay, this is interesting, is the reason why people like alcohol, what this poison does is it gives you this dopamine rush, right? You get this feeling of like, ooh, I'm somebody. (laughs) Sorry. Most predominantly happens with that first drink, right? You have the first drink, you start to feel a little bit, you're like, okay. Now people are like, I don't feel anything after the first drink. The chemicals are there, right? You may not be like, oh, this isn't about feeling buzzed or anything. We're talking about, I'm having this good feeling, right? And so that's why we non-consciously then want to have another. The problem is, is for each drink, the amount of time that that lasts degrades. And that's why we all of a sudden start compacting drinks closer and closer together as the night goes on, because we're looking for that next hit, that next Ooh, I need that next feel good. And that's when all of a sudden things start to go really bad. And it's interesting too, the study that I read, and I might've listened to the same thing. They were saying that when you get to that point of being done drinking, like you're going to stop drinking, that feeling does not carry on. It's not like you get to like ride it out and enjoy the feeling. Your brain goes, whoop, shutting down. If I'm not getting it, I'm done for the evening. And it's why like stopping drinking during the middle of a party doesn't exactly feel very good. Yeah, people feel tired. They're like, oh, I need to keep drinking. Otherwise, I get tired. Well, there's a reason for that. There's a reason for it. So I think, again, this is a very common practice during these times. It's a time that it can get away from people. And these are just things. Everything that we're talking about from sleep to exercise to... Do we talk about exercise yet? We didn't, but movement is another really important thing because all these things that we talked about, if those things aren't going well, exercise doesn't happen. Yeah. But all these pieces that we're talking about right here, it's just for you to be aware of and to be cognitive of and to be making sure that you are hopefully operating at the best possible peak you can possibly get because it's where the biggest results come from. Your ability of being the best in relationships will come out of you being at the, your peak performance. Best parent that you can be to your kids is going to be helped out by you being at, running at peak performance for your clients. Everybody gets your best. And I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like the people in my life deserve to have the best Garrett around them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you think about that, right? Like, that's actually a really interesting point. Like, don't the people around you, don't your clients deserve the best of you? Don't you deserve the best of you? Are you talking to me or this is weird in the room together because you're like, I feel like you're like, (laughs) (laughs) what else do we want to talk about, Garrett? Is there something else that we need to hear? Go sit on this couch here. But don't these people deserve the best? And I know this can easily go to, well, we need to be super strict and, you know, Jocko Willink about all this stuff. And and sure, like however you guys want to approach it, I think is fine. Start with the acknowledgement of this. What am I doing? Most people don't even know what they're doing with their nutrition or their alcohol consumption. They just like have this feeling of like, oh, maybe I overdid it or maybe I'm okay. Or maybe I did, maybe I could have a little more, or maybe I can cut back on this, or maybe I need to add more of this. Be aware, track it, not to like, how to drink. Let me pull out my pad at this party and mark down. It's like, you know, you had two drinks. Be aware of this stuff, which is going to help you make the changes necessary so you can operate at peak performance, so your business can operate at peak performance. Those are kind of the, the big things for me, Gary. I think it's just being aware, as you said. It's just being aware so you can make decisions that are going to be the best they can possibly be for you. And I'm not saying you have to have perfect sleep every single night. I'm not saying you have you can't indulge on fun food and stuff. And we're not saying don't drink if that's something that you enjoy in your life. I'm not saying cut it out because you're a bad person if you're doing it. It's just, you know, how can you just run that little bit better and also just take care of yourself during these upcoming months? And they're good months. I mean, I look forward to these months. I look forward to all the events and the friends and the get-togethers and 
the great food. And I mean, it just, it, I get it. I think maybe I probably said this before too. Like, think about the reason why you're going to these things is to have fun with other people, to experience the people. So focus on that. And that's going to help you not overindulge in other things. So if you're going to a party where you don't want to be at, maybe just don't go. That could be something. Now, if you have to go because your spouse is like, you need to go. If you have to drink to go to the party, you may want to stop and ask yourself, maybe I shouldn't be going to this party. (laughs) (laughs) Garrett, we we wouldn't probably be doing this whole episode justice if we ended without talking about also just mental practices, keeping your mindset in a good position, because this is also a time where a lot of people can go into some pretty big depressions. I mean, with the tax deadline moved back, a lot of people put off taxes and stuff. And now end of October, we're like, oh my God, 2021 taxes and 2022 taxes are just around the corner. And then it's, oh man, there's all these parties and gifts and like these people get invited. You got to take really good care of your mental health. Doing all the physical stuff is going to be a big contributor to that. Gratitude practices, affirmations, visualizations, uh, meditations, exercise is one of the best things you can do for your mindset as well. Incorporating that to make sure your mind is in the good space too. That's super important through these next few months. When you're doing things like gratitude, affirmations, meditation, it's interesting because it's so incredibly powerful to helping you run your brain at the best you can possibly run it at. It's also the easiest things to go, yeah, I'll do that later. Yeah. And you know, all of a sudden, it's like you're in your day, you're doing your world, and all of a sudden, it's like you're going to bed, and you know, it's like you could very easily sit down and write some affirmations out, do some gratitudes, maybe meditate for just a second before you go to bed, and you go, I'm really tired, I'll do that in the morning. And that's something you can't do the next day. So with notes, I can write four notes tomorrow. You can't do your affirmations 50 times tomorrow, and that all of a sudden makes up for yesterday. It doesn't work that way. It's one of those like, you know, just this is another thing to bring in as a, a healthy practice during these times. And I, when I say mental stuff like gratitude, affirmations, and you should have a, a program for this happening all the time. Like this is a, yeah, this is not just the holidays, but I'm, I'm happy you brought it up, Max. I think it's very important. Well, I appreciate you indulging me in this topic. As you know, it's something I'm interested in. I enjoy looking at all of these things and, and studying it myself. So I appreciate you letting me chat about it. I appreciate everybody listening to this too, if you're still here. If you're still here listening to us, yes, we greatly appreciate So to wrap this up, Matt, thank you. Great topic. Very timely. For all of you that want to get more, more connection to like-minded people like yourself, please come and check us out on our uh, Facebook group, The Ninja Selling Podcast. If you want to learn more about ninja selling and installations and what this is all derived out of, go check out ninjaselling.com. Through there, you can learn about our coaching program. We have a ton of great coaches that can help you with all the systems and all the classes that are available. Until then, Matt, thank you. And I hope everybody enjoyed the episode and I hope you all take care of yourself out there and have an incredible day. Catch you later. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the ninjasellingpodcast.com. There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.